Hi everyone, you are listening to Dear Nelly, Sex, Relationships and Dating from the Other Side of 40 with me, Nelly Thomas. This podcast is being recorded in the council area known as Maribyrnong in Melbourne. I would like to acknowledge the traditional owners of the land, the Wurundjeri, Woiwurrung and Bunurong peoples of the Kulin Nation and pay my respects to their elders past, present and emerging. If you want to support the podcast and keep the lights on, please rate, review and subscribe to Dear Nelly Plus for bonus content every month. And for more information about all of that, see the show notes or go to nellythomas.com and follow the links. And look, one quick thing, this is a sex, dating and relationships podcast for adults. So if you don't like swearing, it's really going to give you the shits. Off you go. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey everyone, today my co-host is the wonderful Michelle Laurie. We talk about how she recovered from a bloody rough divorce, how she's faring on the dating scene, you know, on the other side of 40, why she married so young, and what she reckons about whether or not your kids should have a say in who you date. Her answer might actually surprise you. We take a couple of listener calls on how to pick up at a nightclub when you're over 50, I've got no friggin' idea, and what to tell the teens about sex toys. That's more my wheelhouse. Look, it's a blast. Stay with us. Enjoy. Dear Nelly, I could use some advice. Dear Nelly, yeah, some help would be nice. Dear Nelly, I'm eager to hear your point of view. Dear Nelly, there's a lot to explore. Dear Nelly, when you're 40 or more. Dear Nelly, so I'm Welcome to Dear Nelly, Sex, Relationships and Dating on the Other Side of 40. And I am joined, well, this week I'm joined by an under 40 um, co-host, obviously, the wonderful Michelle Laurie, who I think you were permanently fixed at the age of 26, I believe. Yes, it's 26. 26 and... decided on. Some months. Some months, right? (laughs) 26 and a bit. Yep. Um, I get that. I can't claim credit for that line. That comes from a beautiful woman I worked with decades ago now which is weird because I've only been alive two and a half. But <laughs> her name was Cherie and yeah. she was a transgender, beautiful woman and she used to say she was 39 and some months. 39 and some months. Yes. And no doubt she still is. Oh, no, she's no longer with us. Oh, R.I.P. Cherie. That's how many months it was. Cherie, that's, <laughs> that's such a great 80s name. Cherie Lamore. Cherie Lamore. Was that her chosen name? Yes. Oh, I appreciate that. Oh, she was so chosen. Everything. She had a beautiful white cat called Bridget. And when she'd come home a bit sozzled, she'd cover Bridget in kisses, red lipstick, (laughs) kisses, 
<laughs> yes. Well, rest in peace, Sheree yes. Lamont. I don't think you need any introduction, really, but we're, what are we, comedian, we're broadcaster, we're TV personality, and I would say, you wouldn't say, but I would say at least in the top echelons of Australia's podcasting community. Like, you were doing it before anyone was doing it. Yeah, I, I was podcasting early. Yes. Yeah, when no one was listening. That was fun. Yeah. <laughs> that was really a fun time. And now lots of po- people are podcasting yeah. when no one's listening. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 arguably, yeah, people would say there's still no one listening to, yeah, to a lot of us or them or whatever. Them yeah. or whatever. Yeah. And in terms of our background, I met you at my first ever stand-up gig. Isn't that crazy? In 2002. Yeah. So you were the professional mentor. I can and never I was remember. Doing my first bit. I can never remember where I met people, but people, others remember, Yeah, which is great. Like, Well, I remember that. Of course you remember your first gig. Terrified. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but I love it when people Shit go... bricks. Remember we met, you know, at, at the so SB so. or wherever. Yeah. Yeah. Where were we? We were at the North Melbourne Town Hall yes. as part of the Geez Louise Funny Women's Forum. Mm. And I remember... And, of course, I don't remember all my gigs, but your first one, I did a stand-up routine about Big Brother and pubes. <laughs> <laughs> and how come if they weren't allowed to take anything in, how come they didn't have, like... Pubes hanging out of their undies and hair under their eyes. It was hilarious. Yeah, and I need to point out to our listeners, this was like before laser hair removal. Oh, well before. Because now they'll go, oh, Nelly, I on, know, get with it. I know. But no, this was before then. So The punchline involved the words hair shorts, that's all I'll say. Hair <laughs> shorts. So that's us. Mm. So we always start the podcast by asking your relationship history, right, which is a big question for yeah. a 26-year-old. Oh, it is. It's huge. You're uh, roughly my vintage. Yes. Did you date when you were a teenager, for example? No, not really. I, I went to a Catholic girls' school. In Toowoomba. In Toowoomba. Yep. And um, so I went to a, you know, a, a state primary school, though, so I had yep. lots of male friends, as you yep. do, you, you know, as a kid. And um, so always – hung out with boys and girls and then went to a girls' school, which was a really jarring experience. Mm, uh, mm. Um, I'll never forget because my mum thought, you know, that it would be a refining kind of experience. Yes. And I'll never forget sitting on the Oval in the first week just going, oh, my God, these girls. They're rough as guts. They're so rough. Uh. I'd come from Harristown State Primary School where we were breakdancing at lunchtime yeah. <laughs> with the boys on cardboard, you know, old fridge um, boxes. Popping and locking, you know, and um, <laughs> <laughs> and then I go on Christmas holidays. Then I go to this Catholic girls' school. I'm sitting on the oval, and these girls are talking about like blow- finger banging, yeah, and yeah. blowjobs, yeah, yeah, and sixty niners. Yeah, and I'm like, yeah, what? I'm like, they're doing numbers to people, and I yeah. don't even know what, what they are talking mean? about. Yeah. So you, there, so did you want boyfriends? Like, no, you, no, I don't think so. But then, of course, then we. In our later teens, we started going to parties with the boys from the boys' Catholic school. Right. But by then, it was really a shock. Then it was yeah. like, oh, my God, I haven't conversed with a boy yes. in three or, three or four years. Yes. And now I do what kind of want a boyfriend and now I'm accidentally... Yes, so you wanted a boyfriend at that point, but you didn't know how to talk to boys. Yeah, and we're all just doing weird stuff. We're drinking... Isn't that funny knowing that Michelle Laurie that everyone listening will feel like they know and who I do know, mm. you know, personally, you can't imagine you not being able to talk to anyone. 
Yeah. But it's a different thing. Like you've come out of this quite sheltered environment. Not sheltered, you were hearing about 69ers, but you haven't had to flirt with boys. They're extreme environments because then yeah. very – so, yeah, I came from Catholic girls' school and then and then went – I suppose, and then went into drama school at uni. Yeah, yeah. And then very quickly after that went into stand-up comedy. So I went into very extreme environments. Yes. And, of course, then in stand-up, I'm completely surrounded by men all the time. All the time. It's men, 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 men. So we're talking late 90s. Early 90s I started stand-up. Early 90s. Like 1991 or 92. Yeah, so you got used to talking to men then. Yeah. And And all the boys were my age. No, they were like – it was more – they were brothers. Yeah, we we were all the same age. Yeah. And – um. God, no. No, no, no. Just side note, I think it's interesting, maybe we'll come back to this. My experience, if I have experienced sexual harassment in the industry, it's been from the audience. Yeah, never from the boys. Not from, and I think in a way that's because like, the boys we work with don't see female comedians as attractive. Like there's something interesting no, in that. And, and frankly, I never saw them as attractive either. No. <laughs> I think it has to be said. Yeah, you know them too well. Yeah. yeah, and it's sort of, I don't know, there's something funny about it. I felt like, oh, God, I see them every night. I don't want to. Oh, no. And also, don't shit where you eat. Yeah, yeah. but it wasn't even yeah. a conscious decision of like, yeah. oh, that would be a bad idea for these reasons. I just yeah. ne- It just never occurred to me. I did, however, I did come into my, my sexuality pretty strongly in those early days of stand-up. And so I, we're talking your early 20s? Yeah. So that's, I mean, in modern terms, relatively late. Yeah, like I, I, in high school I kind of got the gist yeah. when we started <laughs> hanging out at the party. You learnt on the job. Yeah, I, I, I went through a phase of um, at the SB yeah. in Melbourne, the, the stand-up venue it was in those days. It was still grunge, it was a grunge yeah. period and all the glass boys looked like Jeff Buckley. Yeah, gorgeous. Oh, stunning. Yeah, so you put it about a bit. Oh, yeah. Where possible, why not? You go, Just girl. mainly around the... SP really just but you my memory tell me if I'm wrong you got married young yeah well then yeah and quite suddenly kind of weirdly I was like yeah I met met someone and then we got married yeah. and you were what age are we talking roughly 23 23 mm. which for our even for our generation's young yeah and I, I definitely a part of that was was the fact that it was a weird thing to do that that appealed to me yeah right <laughs> So isn't that interesting? So it's a kind of rebellion to do a normal thing. Totally, it was when then. you're in a set of comedians. And also at that time, like you never got married. No. At that time, it was the done thing to to uh, not to yes to rebel against marriage to not yeah. get married to have kids yeah. and do all that. So stuff. you did a double rebellion. Yeah, I did. So I thought, yeah. aha, check me out. I'm getting married. And you were married for a long time. We were. We were married for. Yeah, over 20 years. Over 20 years. So, And I was uh, always faithful. There was never any – there were never any kind of uh, separations or mm. side hustles or anything or like anything that. We, like were, that. We, were, yeah. we were married, yeah. Yeah. And two kids. Yep. And then just flashing forward, you've been separated for, what, a couple of years, few yeah, years? about three years. And how <clears throat> how's that been? That's been good. Yeah. <laughs> See, this is one of – and you know this. This is one of the things I love doing about this podcast. That's not what we hear. Oh, I got divorced. I'm so sorry, Michelle. (laughs) Right? I'm not to say there's not grief, and I know you've been through some really difficult periods. But there's also a real opportunity, I think, for a lot of middle-aged women who kind of go, I'm finding myself. Oh, I fought very hard for that marriage. Yes, you really did. Yeah. But, yeah, once – 
once I realised that... Once it was done. Yeah, there was mm. no fighting for it. And mm. then I started fighting for myself. Yes, girl. Right? Yes. And... Were you... And tell me if I ever ask you anything that's too personal. No. Were you relieved when it was finally done? Yeah, yeah. I was. I was. Um, I th- Yeah, for a lot of reasons. I was relieved when the kids got to an age mm. where they... So, well, really, yeah, they said to me, enough. Yeah. Oh, that's in, do you mind telling us about that? Well, no, I mean, they, they just, that, that was a relief to me. That was a mm. huge relief, feeling like I had to let so them down. Because so many people hold on for the kids, right? We do, and you hear that, I think, and you think, oh, that's silly, that's old-fashioned, no one does mm. that anymore. But oh, everyone does it. Yeah. Everyone, I mean, I don't think there's anyone with kids who wouldn't have left earlier yeah. if they didn't have kids. Yeah, but also having kids changed our relationship mm. a lot. I don't in what know. way? In every way. Mm. In every way. It's so was it like a real marker yes. of before and after? Yep. Mm. Yeah. Um, and I think it can do that. I think mm. having kids can bring up a lot of childhood stuff. Yes. For people. Oh, of course. Yeah. I remember my therapist said to me, any shit that's unresolved from when you were two, from when you were five, from when you were 12, from when you were 21, yeah. it's going to come up when your kid's that age. Yeah. And I've been really like sort of conscious of thinking about that. I think you can find yourself married to a stranger. For sure. And um, and and don't you think pre-existing things, like your classic one yeah. of women of our age will be going, I've always done more of the mental load or I've always done more of the housework. Once you have kids, I mean that shit is right up in your grill. You cannot and ignore it. Yeah. I had a great moment with um, Osher Ginsburg um, on Husey's show, you know, Husey, I've got a problem. Remember that mm, show? Mm. And Osher is a, a beautiful, honest person. Mm. And he came on there as a guest one night and he was saying that uh, he and his wife, you know, they've had a baby and he was sitting there saying, oh, I just feel like, you know, there's no time for me and there's no mm. – and he was just saying all those things mm. that I think a lot of us – no, our partners are acting out. Yes, because these are their feelings. They're not saying because it's not, not acceptable. It's not, mm. and and also, you know, and I just really took him on because he and I are friends. We have a great relationship, and like we don't hang out, but we have mm. a great relationship. And I said to him, "Mate, she's mm. got an actual kid now." Yeah, <laughs> you know, like yeah, before and even For though sure. she, I mean, she had a, an older daughter and who's mm. Osha's stepdaughter, and they have a great relationship, but. Mm. I think you realise when you have a child how much mm. energy and patience mm. you've been putting mm. into your partner. Mm. I think a lot of people realise that and they realise it in retrospect. And, uh, yeah. and he, was, uh, he felt needy. Yes. Whereas before that, I'm, sh- I'm sure he was thinking, but I'm just asking for what yeah. you've always given me. Like I don't understand why suddenly I'm – yeah. Too much. That's right. And that you've both been part of that dynamic. Yeah. And that dynamic's changed. Yeah. And then no one's talking about it honestly. And I think you and I have discussed this privately before. I think when you have got, as I certainly did, um, a really progressive male partner, it's even harder. Yes. Because you both identify yourselves as progressive. You are both, you know, you understand gender roles and all that sort of shit. Mm. So in a way it's even harder because you're then questioning their very identity. Yes. You know, to kind of go, oh, you're upset because you're not as important as the baby and you're not doing as – and I'm upset because you're not helping as much as I thought you wouldn't. These are so taboo if you're invested in – yourself as an as a equal person. 
Yes, but but you know, I I have to say that he was very nurturing of me too. So there was mm. prior to kids. So mm. there was a lot of um, while those practical issues were very real. In mm. that, yes, mm. but it shifted. Something. Yes, I, you know, I, I realized had to accept that yes, I was carrying a lot of the load mm. prior to that. Um, in practical terms. We were both really filling a lot of gaps for each other in terms of childhood and emotionally, stuff, emotionally, yeah. and then once we had actual children, mm. it went both ways. Definitely, mm, mm. Um, for whom we had to fill those roles, we so both were, felt. Were you parenting each other in a way? Yes, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. We and were. then you couldn't do that anymore. No, and mm. so we both felt really let down. I think by each other. Mm. Yeah. Oh shit, that's hard. That's hit me in the feels. Yeah. Yeah, that's really hard. And then I think you won't mind me saying, like, you are – I mean, I consider myself a single parent, but you are a, a single – I mean, we need new terminology. You're like a single fucking solo – like, you are a single parent. Yeah. Your kids are with you 100% of the time. You don't have any family or ex time with the kid. You know, like, you're doing this 100% on your own. What's that feel like? Oh, overwhelming it's hard exhausting i mean we're talking 24 7 like if you have time away from your kids it's because you've paid for it yep or they're at school that's it yeah and so when uh i get when they're sick or when i get a phone call from the school saying Mm. so-and-so's in sick bay Mm. it's you not only is it me but it it can destroy me some days Yeah, I know. It's a terrible thing to say, but... No, it's not a... It's a reality. I'm supposed to have four more hours. Yeah. 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 And and in terms of... Like, I think, you know, so many people say to particularly women in our position, oh, well, you know, if you'd leave, you know, there'll be so much more work to do, blah, blah, blah. For me, because I only have two nights a week away from my kids, Mm -hmm. but that's two nights a week that I didn't have before. So for me, it's like this massive freedom. Yes. (laughs) You know, going, oh, my God, Wednesday night I can lay in bed and watch the bear. We went through a phase where they went to their father's um, every weekend. I Mm. think it lasted for two months. And the mental health benefit benefit was I I couldn't believe it. I remember just walking around my house in silence Mm chatting with the dog, just mm. saying to him, can you believe, Jack? I oh, know. And going, and it's wow. like it's tomorrow too. Yeah. <laughs> this is oh, how- no, I've got more time to myself now yeah. than I did then. That's the truth. So how, because I know that there's um, lots of women, there'll be some men as well who are listening who are single parents in the way that you are, yeah. 100% full time. How do you date? Well, this is the funny thing. I feel guilty saying, oh, I'm so solo, so solo, because we have an amazing – um, nanny slash housekeeper we've had since they were two mm-hmm. called Nodji. Nodji is Hungarian for nanny or nana, sorry, as in grandma, nana. Yeah. Um, so that's what they call her and that's what I call her because she is a member of mm. the family. Um, Nodji used to come three days a week, but she's getting older now. So now she comes oh, whenever the fuck she wants, to be honest. Yeah, yeah but, <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> it's, you know, really up to yeah. Nodji. And um, once a week, maybe once a fortnight, she'll do a sleepover for me. Yeah. She's the only person, particularly my son, mm. will be with, really. Will accept, yep. Yep. And, um, and I'll stay in a hotel in the yep. city, yep. usually. Yep. Um, I've had a few short relationships where mm. I'd stay at a person's, the partner's house. Mm. We'd organise a night a week. Yeah. Um, that was a nice period of time. And, um, and the Nodge would come and stay yep. that night a week. So you have to pay for it, basically. Oh, always. Yep. Always have to pay, yeah, yep. yeah. 
And obviously not everyone will be in the position to be able to do that. No, absolutely. Can I say in a more lighthearted and lovely tone, one of the things I fucking love so much about you is that you can pick up anywhere, girl. <laughs> like yes. the idea, because again, we come into our 40s, even though you're still 26 yeah. and some months, we come into our 40s and so many of us, especially if we're you know newly single, oh my God, I'm too fat, I'm too tall, I'm too wrinkly, I'm too fucking whatever. It feels to me like you're in the prime of your life. Yeah, it feels that to me too. Yeah. Like you can pick up on the train, mate. Have done. I know. IGA. So do you feel like this is a, a, like a confidence blossoming like were you like that when you were 20 no I was no and I've, I just I wish I was I you know I yeah I do wish I was this confident then yeah I, I can't use the apps I, I hate them yeah I tried a couple of times I'm like oh bores are uh. hey what are you doing for the weekend <laughs> oh fuck <laughs> off uh, no and photos nah yeah. I'm like no I want to be in the moment I'm here you're yeah. here what are you doing yeah. What do you want to do? Yeah. Well, and I think, you know, I mean, the elephant in the room, you are famous. So, mate, you know, doing online dating must be really difficult because you'd be recognised. Well, it depends. Like, because I like to date younger. Oh, yes. And maybe they wouldn't know Not, you as well. No, a lot of the time they don't. So, how young are we talking? Well, uh, I've gone. How low would you go? I've, I've gone <laughs> late 20s. Late 20s. Yeah. All right. So you're comfortable with – I mean, that's an adult. Obviously, you want a grown-up. I do try to stick with adults. And yes. what is it about a younger guy, sort of late 20s, 30s, what is it that you like about them more than someone our age? They're fun. They're yeah. just fun. Yeah. They're fun. Yeah. Um, I don't like men our age at all. Because you, you're – I mean, you'd be open to a relationship, but you want fun. Right, yeah, you want a definitely. bit of razzle dazzle, bit of romance. Yeah, 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 definitely. I, you know, I, I want fun. I want laughs. I want yeah. energy. Yeah. Uh, that because, sounds like a code word. Yeah, probably. It probably <laughs> is. Yeah, it probably is. Yeah. So the men, I want sex. The men you've dated of our age, mm. what are they like? Too stuck in their ways? Like, what's the story? Yeah, just. Grumpy. 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 Yeah. Listless. There's so much heteropessimism. Yeah, for, for straight women, isn't there? Oh, like so many women who ring into th- this podcast and my other podcasts, they're just like, where are the men who are in their forties and fifties who are vibrant? Yes, who make effort, who are interested, who aren't just going to hey, whatever. Like, what, what the fuck's going on? Yeah. There must be nice guys our age. I What's know there are nice guys. I mean, yeah. I know I have lots of friends who are nice. Nice guys. guy, yeah. But I mean, you know. Razzle, in the dazzle. razzle dazzle guys there must Energy. be some there must be some when you here's the thing when you date in adverted commas yeah. a 30 year old man <laughs> yeah. again yeah you go oh that's right he's gonna go all night is that what you're saying you remember right you go oh, oh jesus <laughs> yes Oh, yes, that's Isn't right. It? Do you know what's interesting too? There's something, and I'm just making this connection now. I wonder, there's something, there's so many of our mutual friends who are women who've come into their 40s and 50s who even at some stage in their life would have said, I don't even care about sex. I'm not never, interested. I've no, I know that. you're not that. <laughs> but, you know, we have friends who've gone, yes. they've been in marriages or whatever. Nah, sex didn't matter. Then they're single in their 40s and 50s and they are on the horn. Mm-hmm. And is there a mismatch then? 
Oh, y- between is what there? they want and their male partners. I believe there is. And the, I, this idea that women stop wanting having wanting yeah, to yeah. have sex, yeah. I, I ha- have never found that to be true anecdotally. Yeah. No, I, I have definitely found that anecdotally in if they're in unsatisfying relationships. This is what I'm saying. Or even yeah. if they're single. I've certainly mm. got friends who will go, oh, I can't be bothered. I can't be bothered yeah, ever yeah. trying again. Yes. But I think that's... Because they don't want to date. They don't want to date. They're uh, overwhelmed. Or maybe they've come out of a sexual relationship that was so shit. Yes. That they don't... They think, why, why would I bother that? With yeah, that again? yeah, yeah. But when you... I've got a wand. <laughs> yeah. Or I, yeah, I mean, I get... <laughs> Oh, you know, I've got a vibrator or whatever. But <laughs> yeah. when you have sex with a 30-year-old guy, a 35-year-old guy, and they are having fun with it yeah. and you're laughing while you're having sex, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, they're making games out of it, yeah. jokes out of it. Yeah. It's hilarious. They're sending you funny texts about the joke they made yeah. during the sex. That reminds yeah. you of the joy. Yes, of it. Of it. And they've been raised in a different era. As well, like they're probably not universally, but they've probably been raised in a more sex positive way. They're probably less hung up about sex. There's a whole range of things. And plus, it's a great combination, I think. um, I find with a woman of our age because they keep telling me that they feel stifled by women their age. Yeah, you know who they keep using this phrase that they feel they feel like dates are job interviews. Yes. Well, a mutual friend of ours that I, I won't name, but she says is it very similar to you um, and she basically says they know I don't want their money, yes. they know I don't want to have kids, yeah. they know I don't want to live with them mm-hmm. and so we can just enjoy each other. How relaxing. Whereas obviously if you're a 30-year-old guy and you're dating a 30-year-old woman, those questions are still going to be there. And because they're used to going on these um, intense dates, this is what we didn't have when we were younger, no. I think. Like I would meet guys at pubs you know, yeah. where I was working or you meet people you when you're up. out. Yeah. yeah, you pick up. Yeah. Um, whereas they're like meeting yeah. people on Tinder or yeah. Bumble or whatever and, and it's like, okay, let's list. meet and have this date and they yeah. find themselves sitting across from a girl who's asking them questions. Yeah. She has, particularly if she's 30, Yeah, you know, and I always say to them, well, these chicks a break yeah. like they actually because you can see her point of view she's yeah, like, i don't want to fucking waste my time that's what if I you say. don't want kids i want to know yeah. i'm out you know or if you don't want a relationship i'm at yeah that's you can what I totally say to but there's a mismatch there yeah if your mm. profile says you know going out with a girl who says she's looking for a relationship then yeah and she's 30 yeah you have to expect that she's but, looking for a relationship but then <laughs> you know i've heard that girls on this first date this crucial tinder date are saying um they're asking questions like, what's your five-year plan? Yeah. <laughs> I've heard that on a first date. Get this one. Oh. How much super do you have? Oh, wow. On a, on a first date. Oh, wow. Right. I want to talk to you about a TV show. I was trying to do a little culture moment. Okay. Did you see My Mum, Your Dad? No. All right. So quick backgrounds on Channel 9 in Australia. You can watch it on Catch Up. It was on last year. The basic premise is mums and dads our age, their kids, their adult kids in their 20s want them to date again. So they're either bereaved or divorced and their adult kids are like, come on, time to get back on the horse. They dob them into the show. Great. They get put in a house together. They go on dates. What the parents don't know is that the kids are watching them on dates. My son would die a thousand deaths. I was dying. Mm. For everyone involved, oh, knowing God. that they were going to find out at the end. Anyway, 
One of the things that came up repeatedly, and I'd love your take on this, is that the individual adult parents in their 50s or 40s would say, if my child disapproves, I will end the relationship. End it. End it. Like even if I – so if I start – if you and I started dating in that and one of our kids went, no, don't like her, it's over. What do you think of that? Oh, God. I mean, it's a hard one because there are degrees of everything. It's like there's part of me that says, you know, maybe I need to trust their intuition a bit. Mm, Um, mm. So the finale of the show, just to give you background, is that they all sit down. So let's say Bob and Karen have hooked up. Bob and Karen's kids sit down and the kids decide if the relationship continues. And it depends on who your kids are. I mean, if your kids have form as selfish assholes. Yeah. uh, Yeah, what if your kid's an entitled prick? Right? You know. That's possible. And also then, you know, what if you're raising yet another entitled prick who's going to go into every relationship of his? Mm-hmm. Demanding yes. that of his partners, you know. Conversely, as happened, what if you've seen mum yes. choose the wrong bloke over and over again? That's it. So, you know, yeah. And you're are... going, not again, mm. Sharon. Yeah, which certainly happens. So if one, let's say you started dating someone and one of your kids went, nah, how would you handle that? I'd have to say I think my kids have better judgment than I do. I might. So you'd listen? I would listen. Mm. I don't know that I'd call it off immediately. But it, it's interesting as you Saying this, I'm thinking of this story that's come out. I think it's true. I think it's from his book um, that Prince Harry says he and his brother both begged their father not to marry Camilla. Oh, really? Apparently. Ah. uh, But then that's a bit different because there's an affair involved, right? Yeah, and their their mum, you know, we we all know the story. But it's interesting because it made me think of the fact that I that it seems to me that their father was right in the long mm, run. Mm. Do you know what it reminded me of? Because I'm really torn a bit like you because I trust my kids' intuition as well. Mm. Um, but I also think that's the tail wagging the dog. You yes. know what I mean? Like the adults have got to make the decision. It reminded me of watching, you know, one of those shit shows, Married at First Sight or one of those dumb shows. And one the of the guys said, basically, if my mum doesn't approve of you, I'll break it off. And I thought, well, then I'm fucking out. Like if a fully grown adult said to me, my mum, you've got to get my mum's approval, I'd be like, I'm done. Because yeah. you need to be an independent, grown-ass human being. Yeah. Okay, maybe you'd say it means a lot to me what my mum thinks. Yes. But if it's a deal-breaker... And then I go, well, how's that different to if a kid, if my adult child, different, my kids are 10 and 15, that's a different thing. But if you're 22-year-old. However, let's remember, I did say earlier that it was my kids who who helped encourage me to end yeah. my marriage with their father. Because yeah. I do have a compassion problem. Yes. And, and even now still, I'm the one constantly yeah. saying to them, come on, guys. You're a fixer. Give him a break. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And as a Buddhist... I it, that's a big thing that I struggle with a lot, yes. and I'm constantly sitting with monks, going, and they're mm. going, mate, <laughs> yeah, thing. and at least give me that opportunity to pause for thought and yes. go, oh shit. I think that's where I land. I would land at pause, yeah, oh. rather than give them the decision, yeah, <laughs> because I could also see, doesn't matter how beautiful your kids are, they're going to be jealous, yeah, on some level of someone taking mum's attention. It's interesting because my kids are really sort of fanging for me to get into a relationship. But yeah. with that said, they've never been exposed to that. They've never mm. had anyone 
really come into our lives mm. in, in that way. So, Do you know, that's actually really interesting. When I started dating again, particularly when I started dating Lauren, so my, the only person I've dated for any decent period of time yeah. since I became single, um, my older daughter said to me, it's really nice having another adult around. Mm. And she has an amazing relationship with her dad. Like yeah. that's not about, you know, him neglecting her in any way. But I had had real fear about it, whereas she saw it as a bonus. Yeah, yeah. You know, I don't know how she'd feel if Lauren moved in. Mm. Like that's a whole different thing. But in terms of like, oh, there's someone who will, I don't know, jump in the pool with me or yeah. take me shopping or something like there's an there's an extra. Yeah. And I yeah. reckon your kids, particularly in your situation, well and may also well experience that. Their friend Liam has just the loveliest stepfather. Right. You could imagine. Oh, so they've seen a good role model. Yes, Will yeah. is here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. His name, and he, yeah. he is a beautiful man. Good on he, you, Will. Oh, he's just the model, and um, yeah. he is always in the pool with them. Yeah. Uh, or is either in the pool with them or he's playing, he's, he's a tech head, he's got yeah. the latest, yeah. you know, equipment on. He's Tell me about your Minecraft. Oh, yes. Yeah. He's yeah. really engaged and yeah. he has a child from a previous relationship as well. Yeah. And that boy is there every second weekend and mm. they're all together. Why don't we and hear also, this fucking story? Oh, well, let me right? tell you. And also um, Liam's dad who lives interstate, those guys have, they are, he will come and stay at their family house yeah. once a month. Yeah. Those families collectively yeah. work so hard to create yeah. such a positive environment, right? Examples where it's actually – I'm so sick of the shithouse step-parent story. Oh, I mean, of course you see it, but there's so many examples where the step-parent actually adds something wonderful to the family. Oh, my God. These guys – Wonderful. All of them. They are all step-parents, yeah. you know, in the, and, and they're all – they're all amazing. They bring different skills. They bring yeah. different interests and they don't have the baggage. No. You know, yeah. as well, which I think can be a real bone. Like they And can I tell you this? Yeah. They're Christians. They are <laughs> hardcore. They're yeah. pretty hard. I call them hardcore Christians. Yeah. So they are doing so much for so many yes. kinds of humans. People. Yeah. You know what I mean? That who are yeah. maligned, I yeah, think yeah, yeah, quite yeah. often. Who we go, yeah. Mm. yeah. They're just making it work. Such good people who who good are on them. walking the walk. So much so that my kids go, we want a stepdad. And I go, um, you just need to know they're not all like they're that. They're not all like that. Maybe you need to start going to church. <laughs> it's it's, it's my mind. I, and I tease <laughs> Belinda, is the, I tease her and go, are, they, are there any more like that? There must be. There must be. But now, wouldn't that be misrepresenting myself if I rock up to church with them? Belinda no, I don't going, think it would. <laughs> as, long as, yeah, <laughs> as long as you let people know early that I'm just here for roots. Next segment is called Armchair Expert, where I present you either a tweet or a meme or something from the ether and just get your reaction. Mm. All right, so this is from Weekend Twitter. Presumably he's on Twitter, RIP. He says, I know we Gen Xs take a lot of shit, but you have to admit our sneering distrust of everything turned out to be 100% correct. Yes. <laughs> what do you 
Because you love bashing a millennial. I can't stand Don't it. Don't you? Yeah. You fucking love sticking the boot in. I mean, we're, we might be distrustful, but we're not, we're not hateful. <laughs> they just hate everything. You're not cancelling everybody? Nah. Yeah. They're haters. But that distrust, like even in this context. Mind like, you, I mean, I will root them. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, you I don't mean, hate them that much. Nah. But our, the, the, the sneering distrust of, for our generation of institutions oh. like marriage, oh. I mean, in a way, has turned out to be correct, right? Yeah. Yeah, and I think also, though, that, um, yeah, getting married was sort of, it was also a kind of subversion for me. Yeah, in your context, it was a bit unusual. Yeah, but also had an attitude of like, oh, well, if I don't like it, I'll get divorced. Who gives yeah. a fuck? Like, oh, that's a very Gen X thing, isn't Yeah, it? of course, yeah. you know. Yeah. So it was never, um, yeah, it wasn't a holy institution from yeah. my perspective. It was yeah. just a funny thing to do but even our distrust of religious institutions yes. which we were absolutely hammered for when we were younger and weren't we right turns and out we had a point i mean my mom I, I i'll never understand it till my dying day was absolutely subjected to abuses in the catholic church mm. and was obsessed with the idea of sending us to catholic school yeah. and she, and she was abused in catholic schools and it's like yeah so weird that yeah. she was so indoctrinated yeah while they were belting her when she was yeah. five and six. And or even parents, who mine included, I'm sure yours, who had a um, terrible time because they didn't fit into the school system or left very early, da-da-da, so wedded to the school system. Yeah. Like those. I think that there, there needed to be a reckoning with authority. Yes. And I do think our generation did do that. Like mm-hmm. even the police, even mm-hmm. fucking Centrelink. You hear one of my aunties on the phone to a doctor. Oh, yes, sir. Oh, yes, sir. Yeah. Yes, sir. Whereas we're more likely to go, no. Absolutely. No, I don't want to do that. Yeah. I think that's a positive overall. Oh, I'm yeah, yeah, it. of course. Yeah. I'm taking it. Yeah, I'm happy to take any positives for All sure. Right. This one's a little bit more serious. This is Julissa Emile, who's at Mother Juniper on, uh, I think it's Instagram. She says, after I left an abusive relationship in 2016, everyone was like, I'm so sorry. But my photography teacher, who knew both of us, was like, oh, congratulations. Yeah. And I just started crying. Congratulate people on leaving hard situations and quitting jobs and regaining their personhood. Yes. Is she right? She's so right. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, I couldn't agree more. And I think it's hard to explain when people say to me, oh, um, like, you know, how did you lose weight or how did you do something like that? And it's hard to explain. I got rid of people. Yeah. And, yeah, and that changed mm. me. And it mm. – um, my daughter Dali and I have this joke about old photos of me from when they say when they started prep, which is mm. uh, they're now in, about to go on year eight, into year eight, and how different I look and how mm. much older I look then mm. than I am now. And I look like a completely different person. And we call her Artie Pat. Yeah. I know exactly the photo. It's the kind of photo that anyone who doesn't like you will use of you. Oh, I know exactly the photo you mean. Yeah, I didn't want to give them any credit, but (laughs) yes, yes. right. And it's not just that you're a bigger. You you look tired. Oh, so tired. And now you look so vibrant. But we have lots of photos like that. I mean, you know, of course we do because at at that age and younger, um, the kids had iPads and they were we were taking always taking photos of ourselves and each other. They were taking selfies. And so in a lot of them, I'm just like in bathers mm. or whatever, or we're mm. in our jammies. And I, you know, had really short hair and, um, yeah, I was just tired. I just looked like a completely different person. And I remember, but I remember thinking I was happy because I had 
little kids, cute little kids, and I had jobs that were paying me a lot of money. Mm. But I was, you know, in this relationship that was just so hard and it was that was when it was really starting to break down. That was when we started to live separately and then mm. try and live together again and live separately. So you had actually, and I think this is so pertinent, you had the outside appearance of happiness. Yeah. I'm married. I've got two little kids. I'm in a great position career-wise, amending a lot of money. That's when I really became famous as well. Yeah, like I'm famous. Not, yeah, not not sort of a little bits in here and there, but like famous. And um, I always thought that would be great. Mm. It wasn't. Yeah, and you can see just to look at me. Mm. All right, we're going to take a couple of listener calls. Dear Nelly, in a club setting, how do you break the ice with someone you have an interest in and suss out if they too are single and also interested in you? In a club setting? Ooh, in a club setting. Now, I happen to know because I'm back and forth with this mm-hmm. particular caller. So she's a similar age to us mm-hmm. um, in, you know, has been through similar story, long-term relationship, now sort of trying to get out, you know, get out and about. Mm-hmm. So basically because you – I wanted you to take this question because I've never seen anyone flirt as well as you. <laughs> How does she – I would say she's relatively confident, probably not as much chutzpah as you, but she's no shrinking violet. Like what do you do? Does she mean nightclub or like pony club? I think club? she means like, like nightclubs, pubs. <laughs> Like social, this is a single mum. Easiest place. <laughs> I mean, honestly, just sit down next to them and say, hi. Hey. Hi, what's happening? So, all right, let's talk us through it. Let's say she sees someone sitting at the bar. Mm. Does she just go up and sit next to him yeah. and go, hi, how are you going? Yeah. Then what? Just start talking about something, anything. Yeah. And not, hey, how are you going? What's happening? What are you doing? Yeah. Something. So oh my have, gosh. maybe have a subject ready to roll. Mm-hmm. His shirt. His hair. God, God, you remind me of Stephen, my cousin. <laughs> do you know Stephen? <laughs> and just smile and just do the eyes and just go. Have we met before? Yeah. Hello. Hi. What are you doing? Yeah, just give him the eyes. Just... I wonder. I'm thinking on my feet here because oh. I haven't done this for a long time. But I think maybe like, you know, that stand up thing. Like when I first started stand up, I would like trawl through the actual newspaper and try and make myself write jokes on yeah, you know, current yeah. events just to keep you muscles going maybe it's as simple as that like do you think of something that's happened in the last week and rock up with that no i don't think it's cute enough it's not cute enough you can't go have you seen that harry and megan (laughs) you know i love it it's not like your nose look your body language is perfect (laughs) you're crinkling your nose and you're shaking your shoulders at me or do we go i love that oh i love those earrings what do you think about harry and megan Uh, yeah no i think yeah, no, it's more about just the environment and just like, oh, what are you drinking? Yeah. What's that? What, what brought you here tonight? Yeah. Um, Not cute enough? Yeah, no, maybe, maybe, maybe. It depends, like, what's going on. I'm just trying to think of the last um, – remember that night we went out and I – and we, where we started and then you left and then I went and joined – and oh, and then I went and joined the other party. Yeah. Yeah, with Steve and those kids and then yeah. they left and then I went back to the hotel – and I was walking down to reception to ask how to make the TV work and I heard a party yeah. <laughs> down a hallway. You Now I'm rethinking. And no, it doesn't matter. Anyway, the point yeah. is, and I thought, oh, I'll go down there and see who's laughing down there. Yeah. So I went down there and I went, hey, and I joined that party and it was yeah. like a Queensland tourism um, conference. conference and they were all blind and um, so they were fun. And then 
I went out to the smoking area with some of them. I don't know, it's like three in the morning by this yeah. stage. And this other guy, this really sexy guy, was out there yeah. smoking. And um, I was with these two young gay guys and they were like, oh, I'd climb him like a maypole. <laughs> and I thought, oh, I'll never go. Well, if I must. Yes. All right, I'll, I'll yeah. go. No, well, I think the answer is you don't need to have anything prepared. Yeah. I mean, just yeah. literally walk up and go, yeah. hey, hi. It's a numbers game. Yeah, hi. Yeah. I reckon it's a numbers game. It's it's very similar to online dating. I think people get really upset about online dating because they try a couple and it doesn't work. No, you're like one in ten is going to be good. And if you're in person, if you're right there, yeah. your numbers are so much better. Yeah. Touch his arm. Hey, how you go. going? Yep. And I can't remember for sure this. I can't remember if this woman is straight or if she's in a lesbian club. Well, that from I don't know from I don't know how you pick can't up remember. Ladies. But either, but I don't know that it's that different. I think it's numbers. Okay, you know, go up and have a chat. It's harder to go into a group. I'll give you that. Oh no, if there's a group sitting together, group of men. Oh no, it's group of men. Are <laughs> you joking? Group, group of men. <laughs> You're right. You're right. I think we need more information. But I think the basic advice is basically have a crack. If you get rejected, you get rejected. There could be any number of reasons. And we are just so hard on ourselves. This is what I didn't know when I was younger. When you think, oh, I'm not pretty enough. No. It's my heart too broken. Hello, boys. Yeah. Hi, boys. Yeah. What's going on? They could be interested in someone else. What's happening? What are you talking about? It doesn't matter. If it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. all interested in someone else. They are so delighted. If you just blow in there and go, hello, boys, what's happening? What are you talking about? Dear Nelly, as a single mum of a late teen possibly approaching sexual maturity, What's the best way to approach sex toys, condoms, etc., with them? God. All right. So your kids are twins who are 13. Yes. So what's the sexy talk situation at your joint? Oh, they would say too much. Too <laughs> I would say who's someone who's worked in this background. I mean, they can be too much. Of course they can. But if it's age appropriate, there can never be too much. Oh, it's absolutely. It's never too soon. No. So they're, they're well and truly aware of... Um, so you've been talking vaginas, penises, oh, always. ovaries, yeah. bloody labia majora, yeah. whatever, from a young age. Yeah. yeah, I remember telling them how babies were made. Um, I think they were seven and I yeah. told them because, actually because my brother was about to have a baby. Yeah. Um, he, he, you know, said he and his beautiful wife Kelly were having a baby and mm. we were so excited and I thought, okay, it's time mm. um, to tell them how that do you know what we call that in sex education land? That is a teachable moment. Thank you. So, and I thought, and they were in the bath mm. together, as they always did in those days, and uh, I thought, well, this is perfect. Mm. So I did Absolutely. It. And my son dry-reached. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I remember when someone told my youngest, God knows how, someone at school told her well, about head it. jobs. Oh, God. The th- and she couldn't. She thought it was made up. Oh, yeah. There's, who would do that? Absolutely. Oh, my God. I'll never <laughs> the forget. Horror. They saw <laughs> – I can't remember where we were. I think we were somewhere in, like, Bali or something. Yeah. And there was an erotic painting. Right. And I didn't even notice it, you know, because to me it was a, a painting, you know, um, and there were figures. And Dali, my daughter, says to me, oh, my God, that person is kissing that lady's vagina. <laughs> who would do that? 
oh my god we what kind of laugh. Fool. we laughed we went what a silly oh. painting she oh. said oh i know oh i know <laughs> But, but I yeah. reckon in all seriousness, people get, you know, I mean, I worked in this area for a long time. We overcomplicate it because of our own anxiety. Exactly. When yes. there's teachable moments, if you see that painting, if you're watching an episode of a TV show and something about sex toys comes up, since that's what our listeners call yes. it, and the kids ask about it, then tell them. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. You don't have to walk in going, right, I need to talk to you about vibrators. No. There will be a point yeah. at which they ask you. About vibrators. But then at the same time, you know, you read these stats that say, oh, you know, most kids now will yes. have seen online porn by the time yeah. they're 11. It's probably Oh, you've got to now. front foot that. So, yeah. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. during the This Is How Babies Are Made conversation, mm. I then also broached the topic of online porn mm. or porn in general. Mm. Um, they were mortified. But I said, look, you know, well, sometimes you, you can accidentally see these things online, mm. unfortunately. And, and so I wanted you to know that if that pops up, that's what it is, not to be afraid, just mm. close it. You can always bring anything to me. Come and tell me. Yes, yeah. all of that stuff. Keep so. the dialogue open. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas I think if your kid, and it's understandable and, you know, you can do a do-over, but if one of your kids comes to you and says, Mum, someone told me about vibrators and you freak out going, who told you about that? Why should you? Da, da, da? Then they don't come to you the next time. I remember coming home from school in grade one and saying to Mum, what's fuck? Yeah. And she was doing the dishes. I can sit plain as day. She froze. Yeah. She got a tea towel. Yeah. She dried her hands all without saying a word or turning around, mm. like mm. braced herself. Mm. You know, it was this whole thing turned around, sat down. And I never asked another thing. No, and I certainly didn't say, what's a 69er when I was 12. Or worse, you don't come back and say, oh, this kid at school asked me to show them no. my vagina. Should I do that? No. Like you want the conversation to, as uncomfortable as it, as it can be, you want the conversation to be open yeah. and as less reaction as you can have, the better. Yes. And this sounds like a plug and I guess in a way it is, but my first bonus episode for January 2023 is going to be me doing a deep dive into talking to kids about sex. Oh, good. Because I've got a lot of experience in that area. Yeah. But I would say in terms of our caller, wait for, in terms of say sex toys, wait for it to come up. You don't have to raise that one, but what I if- would say. But yeah, but in I'll be looking forward to your special episode because I think I would like to know, you know, what if you feel as though you've missed the boat? You've never missed the boat. Well, then how do you bring it up if they are not? What are good circumstances to bring it, bring up? it up? Is it yeah? Are these the sort of conversations you have while you're doing something else? So the, if you've got a really... You're not going to say, um, by the way, guys, come straight home from school this afternoon because I would like to have a talk to you about something. Do you know what? As with all things, and I know this is also how you parent, let's say you haven't had that conversation there 15. Yeah. Which in, you know, sex ed terms is late. Yeah. Right? Doesn't mean you can't still have it. Mm. In fact, I would sit down with them and go, you know what? I should have had this conversation with you a long time yeah. ago and I was really anxious about it and I'm going to start it now. And I know you're going to hate it, mm. but I'm going to have this conversation with you and I'm going to keep raising it. And fucking front foot it. Yeah. And go, you know, ask them questions. Have you seen porn? And don't answer it for them. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Have you seen it? Don't react when they tell you they have mm. or they haven't or anything like that. Start asking questions and then be ready for the answer and do not shit yourself. And if you do shit yourself, go back the next day and go, you know what? I shat myself. Yes, yes. When you told me. That I had given someone a head job or you'd given someone a head job or whatever, I freaked out. That's on me. Can we do it again? Mm. You can do a do-over, but you've got to front foot it. Yeah. 
Now we're going to finish up with two regular segments that we do. One of them is think in the realm of I'm not racist, but <laughs> okay, this is no shade on my ex, but and you can pick whichever ex you want. Okay, what's the stupidest thing an ex has ever done to you? Can be serious or funny. Oh, ever done? Oh, just lying. I think I'm pretty smart. Yeah. So yeah. Don't I'll, piss on my leg and tell me it's raining. Totally. I've yeah. certainly said that phrase. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, I'll figure it out. Like, I first heard that on Judge Judy. Mm, did you? Oh, I love a bit of Judge Judy. Yeah, of course. Did she say oh, Yeah, right. It buys into that fantasy that someone will, it's like what you said before was couples therapy, that someone will bear witness mm. when someone's wronged you and someone will just fucking call it out. Yeah, yeah. No, you're lying. Yeah. I'm not beating around the bush. You're full of shit. And my last favourite segment, so you'll know the TikTok phenomenon, he's a 10 but, like whatever it is. <laughs> So what would be, you go on a date and you go, oh, he's a 10, but oh, no, I'm out. What's your dating deal breaker? Oh, so it's absolute deal breakers? Yeah. Uh, I will say, like, oh, no, because a lot of things you can fix, bad breath and stuff you yeah. can fix. Um, For me, it is now, It's this is new-ish, mm. but it's real. Talking about the, an ex-girlfriend or wife of theirs as being mental. Yes. Not, yeah. Oh, she cray. As soon as I hear yeah. that, I think. No, I'm with you. Nope. Bye. Yeah, See yeah. ya. I need to chat to her. See ya. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. 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 Yeah. I easiest way to dismiss a woman. She's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. And She's and nuts. there's a real genre of man who yeah. does that. And but um, especially on a first date or a second or third date, that's a big red flag. I had someone do it before we even got to a date. Like yeah, we, nah. he, we were just texting. We had we met. We had a great yeah. night. And then he was texting, kind of trying to set up a date. Mm. And then even in the text, I think, or in a phone call, he mentioned. Oh God, yeah, and I just want to um, just oh, run by something by you. My ex said once, I was just like, uh, "Mental." I yeah. just want to see what you think, and I was like, "Baba, now, yeah." Off oh, you fuck. Also, if someone that you are dating mm. is trying to run something, that's like, what get I'm, a fucking therapist. Yeah, no, the obsession with the ex and with her being mental. This is not in treatment. No, I'm not here to work through your issues. No, no. And, yeah, I'm the same. I bristle as soon as someone goes. Even if it is, in fact, true, let's work that out over time. Yeah. Someone who leads with that, yeah, no. I'm automatically suspicious. Yeah. Oh, do you mean she asked you for child support? Oh, totally. Oh. I mean, yes. What In my experience, over time, I yeah. find myself siding with her. Yeah, yeah. You turn <laughs> up, you, you go, I would like to have 10 minutes with her at a bar. Yeah. And, and hear I, her side of this story. I have been known to actually yeah. end up having 10 minutes yes, with her at a bar. Indeed and going, you have. Okay. Oh, and it's you. also, to me, it's like, where is your energy going? Yeah. If you're going to sit on a date with me, you have the privilege yeah. of sitting on a date with me. Do not take this time to shit can someone else. No. Talk about me. Talk about you. Talk about the things we're both interested yeah. in that we might do together. I don't give a fuck about your ex. Yeah. Right? It's boring. Yeah. It's let alone so a red flag. Boring. Yeah. Yeah. On that note. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us, beautiful Michelle Laurie. Thank, Thank you, you for sharing your wisdom. Will you come back again? Oh, yeah. And I, I'm looking forward to hearing everyone else's stories. Oh, it's exciting. It's actually, it's really, you know, the thing that's going to drive this is the listener calls. And that's I hope the, the lady who is flirting at the club. Yes. Let's us know how it goes. Yes. Yes, please do. Mm. All right. Thank you, Michelle Laurie. Thank you. Dear Nelly, I could use some advice, dear Nelly. Yeah, some help would be nice, dear Nelly. I'm eager to hear your point of view. 
Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, thanks so much for listening to Dear Nelly. Now, don't be shy. I would love to hear your questions and comments. To send me a recording or an email, go to nellythomas.com and follow the links. It's super easy and you might hear me talk about your question in a future episode. Huge thanks to producer Sam Peterson from the Producer Boy Creative Production team and to producer Faye Younger, who in addition to being an excellent human, is also a brilliant real estate buyer's advocate and can be found at youngerhill.com. Thanks to Acast and all the team. And lastly, to you. Without the listeners, I'm just a middle-aged mole talking shit to no one. Please rate, review and consider subscribing for five bucks a month for a bonus episode and to help me keep the lights on. And tell your bloody mates, would you? I'd really appreciate it. Love yous.